Welcome back to Better Than MJ and Kobe Question Mark. I'm your host, Cthulhu's Prodigy. Alongside me, we have Stitch. It's Stitch, what's up, people? Welcome and, back. And we got guests this yes. motherfucking time. We got we the doubled prof- up. Yes, we sure as fuck did. We got the professor up in the house. How's it going, guys? H Town for Life, Clutch City. Oh, here we go. Sla- on slabs, on slabs. On slabs. And then, for the first time ever on any podcast in the known universe, we have <laughs> Uncle Ray. Howdy, folks. Uncle Ray here. Holy shit. Uncle Ray is an author and a longtime uh, fan and writer of football books. Isn't that correct? Indeed, indeed. Got a couple out over the last two years. Uh, WTF NFL. A couple different mm-hmm. editions. Uh, <laughs> Pittsburgh edition is the longest running one. And uh, this past year I put out a Bay Area edition as well as a Los Angeles edition. All available on Amazon. Look at that. With Very the plug cool. right off the bat. Yes. I love it. A Cyber Monday? Probably get a good deal on that. Yes. Always, baby. Yeah. Always. All right. And it's WTF NFL question mark, right? Correct. Well, look at that. Okay. Look at that. I got the I plug like right. <laughs> All right. Um, you're a Steelers fan. You're a Texans fan. Nobody gives a shit about your team. So let's talk about the Cowboys. <laughs> I fucking hate the Cowboys. I hate, I hate the Cowboys almost as much as Elmore hates Ohio State. Probably on the same level. It's... Who, who is Elmore? God damn oh, it. God damn it. God damn it. You're fucking shit up. All right. Stitch. Yes, yes. Okay, but, but hold on, hold on. We'll, we will get to the crying Jordan memes of Michigan later. Um, Cowboys. 10 and 1 best record in the NFL. I'm not a Cowboys fan. Don't get me wrong. I can't deny it. Are, are we going to at least give props and credit? We are. Okay. You can't be ignored. Can't Cannot be ignored. Be ignored? Yeah. Every now and then, a blind squirrel finds a nut. All right. They found one in Dak. So, yeah. What's so? Are we putting most of the credit on that O line and Ezekiel or Zeke? What are, What are we giving credit for? This is well, unprecedented. We sort of talked about it uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it's. I mean, I really think a, a huge part of it is the O line, um, especially when you have a rookie quarterback. You need to protect him. You need to let him uh, be able to progress and make his throws. And a big part of that is having a uh, sturdy offensive line. Now, the professor can testify to that when. Uh, when they had Carr back in the day uh, in Houston. Oh, big brother Carr. Yeah, David Carr. Uh, and he was just getting sacked left and right, and he didn't have any time to drop back, and it really hurt his development as a... I mean, he was the number one overall pick. It hurt his fucking back, man. Yeah. He was fucking... Oh, yeah. He got baned. Yeah, so pretty much, I mean, Dallas... I mean, right now, everyone's healthy. I think that's a, another huge thing. I mean, Dez was was banged up at the beginning of the year, but Dez seems to have come back from his, uh, his knee issues that he had. But um, in terms of just... Relying on that O line and that running game, they they just been able to just uh, manball some people and just be real physical and it's it's worked so far. Are we giving credit? Come on. Okay, so I mean, I I'd, I'd agree with Stitch here with the O line. I remember back when everyone was throwing so much shade at the Cowboys for drafting O line. It wasn't flashy. It wasn't sexy. But now you're they're seeing the dividends of that of that strategy. And I mean, the O line is giving him the time. But Dak, you have to give some credit to Dak. He's he's sitting in there. He's making the passes he needs. To to make he's not making stupid passes because it doesn't matter how good your own line is if you're throwing interceptions left and right truth and so i mean he's taking care of the ball he's being responsible he has one of the best uh interceptions to touchdown ratios ever in the history of the nfl and as well as zeke i mean it's not so much just him blowing through holes he's running over people he's running through motherfuckers faces <laughs> yeah and so and he, he's doing it with style uncle ray Elliot's good, but you know you got to give all the credit to the O line and Dak. I mean, 
he ain't broke back Romo. So <laughs> I love it. Yeah, he's doing some right things there. And I mean, uh, I hate Jerry Jones as much as everybody else, I think, outside of Texas. But you know, got to give credit to Dak, O-line. Uh, running game, it's got to be solid with that line. You, yep. You could run through it. Oh, yeah. Not that ass. All right. Seems like in, in any of their games that they've played, they've never really had to make like a drastic comeback where they've just True. like been down by like two, two and a half scores kind Ooh. of deal where, where it's like, okay, we have to rely on your arm just to get back involved. They've always managed to keep the games close and competitive the entire time where they haven't had to be forced into like a unbalanced uh, style offense. Like are Lions. You, are you guys offense. saying though that you don't necessarily trust this record and have some doubts about them being able to win like on, an on the road playoff game if they even have one? Well, gone first round of the playoffs. Ooh, this is your this is on the race prediction. I need gone to see who they. First round. I need to see who they play because right now the NFC is not blowing me away really. Uh, I mean, By default, you're saying this is the best team in the NFC. Are yeah, we all on board yeah. with that? Yeah, I don't, I don't think that they would be competing with New England. Or, I mean, if the Raiders are on point, I don't see them competing with the Raiders' high-power offense and getting in a, in a shootout, throw it all over Cowboys the Cowboys' defense is terrible. And even if you're looking at who they're playing in that division, um, in the playoffs, let's say Atlanta. Atlanta's real – they're bipolar uh, in terms of what team shows up to play. Uh, if you look at some of the other division leaders, Detroit, I still can't trust Detroit. No. I mean, Detroit, sometimes they're on point, some, but they're still Detroit. Comeback masters, though, right now. Um, Seattle, I think, would give them issues, but Seattle is a is a grinded. They like to, in theory, run the ball and be real physical, which plays to Dallas's strength. Um, they don't quite have an identity, at least in my mind, without beast mode. Yet. They're, I, 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 they're I still trying it. to figure it out. I, yeah. I think they're still trying to figure out. Russell Wilson was banged up in the early part of the year. He's supposedly healthy, but uh, I didn't get a chance to watch the game yesterday, but supposedly they're, they weren't really all But their defense is sometimes shut down, but yesterday, Evans was shredding them. They had was making um, Sherman look stupid. Earl Thomas was out last uh, yesterday, so that played a, a decent little part of it. I know Cam Chancellor, he was back, but I don't know if he's 100% healthy. I didn't get a chance to fully watch the game, so Seattle's dealing with some injuries in itself. Well, we kind of switched gears a little bit, but... They, uh, the Cowboys coming up in terms of their schedule. The next game is the Vikings, and after that, they got the New York Giants, who have been on a fucking tear lately. I, I don't trust the Giants because I, I say it's about the schedule. They just got off playing back-to-back games against Cleveland and Chicago. So, well, what I'm saying though is, take that. Cowboys versus the Giants is going to tell me everything I need to know about the NFC. Like or dislike? What do you think? Uh. I mean, dislike. Dislike. Okay, tell me about <laughs> the NFC then. Yeah, I just don't trust that division. I mean, yeah, they all have great records, but it's it's been the schedules this year. They've gotten lucky breaks, catching teams on injuries. Who do you and, like in the NFC more, though? That's what I'm trying to get well, to. Well, I think Dallas. Clearly, they they've been they've had the run right now, and they're the best of the NFC. But as soon as one of those other teams gets hot, Seattle, mm. even even you know Green Bay somehow squeaks in, yeah. they get hot. Are they mathematically still in it? They're still in oh, it. Yeah. Oh, they're damn. like a game back. Yeah, we'll but, and they've been fielding like you know people off the street, safety, <laughs> running backs. I mean, <laughs> they picked up Christian Michael. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's Seattle so, cut. You know, they hit any of those other teams that actually start coming into their own. Seattle, Green Bay, you know. Even Atlanta, you know, hot and cold, like Stitch said. I mean, I personally think Washington is a better team than, than the Giants. I mean, be damn about the record, I still think Washington's a better team than, than the Giants. I tell you what, I owe Cousins an apology in some ways. I mean, he's still a scrub, <laughs> but 
he puts up some yards, and he and he's played tough this year, tougher than I thought was possible with that guy. Yeah. So uh, I'll at least say that. We'll have to keep watching with the Cowboys. For me and my money, this game against the Giants in two weeks is going to tell me who they are and who they aren't, you know, or who the Giants are. Because l- let's switch gears a little bit. Odell Beckham with the Giants tore up Cleveland, which is, oh, is God, basically a, a nothing team. That's an easy week. win. Um, but I like the fact that Odell was back to dancing and not causing a ruckus. And in terms of like super controversial, you know, lashing out at Eli, all of that stuff from earlier this year. Is it, and this team is winning. Is it on track? It's only a controversy if your team's losing. Okay. I mean, that's pretty much what it is. I mean, everyone starts looking and pointing fingers at everybody else when your team can't put up W's. But, I mean, Odell's still dancing and celebrating end zone touchdowns. It's just that they happen to be winning, and they're on a win streak. So mm-hmm. it makes it seem like everything is okie-dokie, hunky-dory. But, I mean, looking at their schedule, they like I said before, they haven't played anybody. They played Cleveland, Chicago, Cincinnati, who is a shell of its what we thought they were. Phillies. Sorry, Dave. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sorry, Dave. Oh, great talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> and Philly and L.A. I mean, if you look through their schedule, they really haven't had any big tests and everything. They haven't played any of these so-called elite teams in it. I mean, it doesn't look like they're... Well, they play Pittsburgh next week, but uh, I'll go into my issues with Pittsburgh uh, shortly. But uh, they really haven't, haven't had any, uh, any heavy hitters on the, on the schedule, according to what I'm seeing. Okay. Um, I just like Odell doing the LeBron James dance oh, in Cleveland. I, I, I love that. That was fucking great, mm-hmm. the intro. Um, you guys aren't sold on the Giants either, it sounds like, even with the win streak. Not even. Possibly fool's gold. Wait to see. Eli could be solid, and Odell seems to be taking his meds now. So, <laughs> yeah. Love it. Anything could happen. All right. Holy fucking shit. Yeah. Uh, let's stay with football. I'm going to bring up my fucking team. Oh, boy. Raiders have been playing real fucking tough. I have abstained from actually, you know, dusting my shoulder off like I should have uh, for quite a while with this cast. But, goddammit, I will say this is a tough team. Now, the Panthers are a herky-jerky team. There's no doubt about it. Uh, and But, I mean, the game in Mexico City against the Texans, which had its controversy. I'm not going to bring it up. Oakland, Oakland is playing well in the AFC. Yeah. I mean... You gotta give it. You gotta give at least Derek Carr and Khalil Mack some props. I've always loved Carr. Uh, I mean, I, I wanted him in Houston because I'm I'm a realist. I don't really care that his name his last name is Carr, but I knew it was never going to happen from the fan base fan base standpoint that they were not going to draft another Carr into Texas. Yeah. Even though I wanted him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I'll say this with last night's game or yesterday afternoon's game, Khalil Mack with the. Uh, interception, uh, ran ran back for a touchdown. Uh, he's getting sacked, forced fumble, and recoveries. He's just doing it all defensively. Oh yeah. Um, and I, I I just I like this team. I always did, but this is a team in the AFC that should, even though they lead the league in penalties and even though they have no playoff experience, is starting to get noticed as a contender in the AFC. Yeah, uh, they played a, a really good game. Um, it showed a lot of their character because. They pretty much imploded in the third quarter. Yep. Uh, the game was I, game was done. I was I was driving back. I flipped to to mm. uh, see what was going on with the Jets, uh, New England on the radio. And I come back and I'm like it's 25-24. I'm like, what the hell happened here? Um, so it's I, they have some issues on defense that I think they need to get taken care of. And it's I 
It's sort of weird in a way because, I mean, we're praising Khalil Mack for being possibly and most likely the defensive player of the year, but their defense is really bad. If we're just going to but, I mean, you're just, but it's he, good enough. Yeah, it is good, it's good enough, enough to get him by and everything. Break. Yeah, it's... It's scary. I, I would be a little bit nervous because, I mean, we've seen some games where Oakland's not clicking right out the gate. So, you, um, I mean, not to say that they're they're a perfect team because there's no perfect teams that I can see across the NFL this year. Um, but it'll be interesting to see how, how everything plays out with Oakland. Um, and I think it's good that they have those two teams behind them to constantly push them and keep them motivated uh, with Denver and Kansas City, not uh, not – Giving them uh, the ability to have like a, a game off. Yeah, Kansas City has played I'd, super tough. Khalil Mack reminds me of um, you're gonna hate me for this, but sure. like JJ Watt whenever he was on our defense, he's the only uh-huh. he's the only good player. Like our secondary sucked, no, that's, linebackers that's sucked, safeties were terrible, and he's he was a one man show doing it all. Yeah, against double teams, again constantly, and yeah. just destroying people. That's extremely fair. Our secondary is suspect at times, but sometimes we can do the bend, don't break philosophy and be okay based on how many points the offense can score. Right. You know, and getting, you know, a little bit of luck because they haven't lost a road game yet. That's tough to do in the NFL through, you know, this deep in the season. Especially when you have uh, places like Denver and... Arrowhead that you have to go to. Yes, I don't. I know they played at Denver. No, they no, played they in played. Oakland. Yeah, so, so they they haven't played at Arrowhead yet. They haven't played. Oh, at so those two haven't come up yet. No. Oh, okay. Oops. No, those are coming. Uh, the next one they for backloaded it. Back. Uh, the next one is uh, the Bills, which you know we'll see. Should uh, take that. Should should be a W. Then the Chiefs, Chargers, uh, and Broncos for the last game of the season. Chiefs and Broncos will be tough matchups. Hey, the Chiefs have whooped the Raiders' ass. Uh, for the last couple of years. We invoking so. Arrowhead? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, so we, we will see. I think the Broncos are about as suspect as you could possibly get that loss last night, Sunday Night Football. I don't know if you saw it, even though they played well. Uh, that many losses may not win you the division, and mm-hmm. who knows when it comes to, you know. Unless you're in the AFC South. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who knows? I got to say, I don't, I don't want to plug the book, but I predicted way back in the summer that the Raiders, boom, they were winning the division, mm-hmm. losing it in the AFC Championship. Uh-oh. Against? But come on now. Steelers? No, no. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> we, no. we should segue to them. And we, don't, and we don't have time for my uh, Golden Gate Fields, Jack Del Rio story, which I think I've told you. Oh, but, uh, boy. <laughs> we'll have to do that some so, other time. Before we segue, a question about the Raiders to you, Prodigy. Go ahead. Uh, what's your opinion on all of the goddamn penalties? This is something I've lived with for the past 20 years as a Raiders fan. It's aggravating as fuck. It's both sides of the ball. It doesn't matter who the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator or head coach is. It's different personnel. It's something. It doesn't matter for home or away. There's just mental breakdowns that happen. Y'all had 24 that yeah. one broke we the record. set the record. It's unacceptable. <laughs> and at the same time, I don't give a shit as long as they win. Do you think that's going to cost you whenever you like the, you're lost in the playoffs? It should. I mean, if you look at everything with football for the last 75 years, if you lead the league in penalties by a huge margin, you shouldn't be a good elite team. But you are. We are. I, you know, record wise. <laughs> so I think Carr, the way Crabtree is playing and, you know, Amari Cooper is playing and that offense with Murray, 
is kind of making up for the ugliness of those penalties. Fair. I think, though, this year, and I don't have the numbers in front of me, but most of the games where they really racked them up, including that game where they you know, set the record, yep. the other team was like trying to keep serve. With yeah. The <laughs> and I don't true. know if it's the, the officials trying to keep it a little bit even, but... Yeah, it's it's a different year, and I think you guys can still go really, really deep. I will say, someone did pay off, like the officials in Mexico City. We should not have won that game at all. <laughs> I mean, you had laser pins pointed at faces. Hopkins, you you let that's a play you let play out. Then you call it back if you step. You don't yeah. call that play. That yeah. was that was, that was, that was he had open field, man. Yeah. That was like there's nobody around him. That was he was but look, we've been a victim of terrible Shit calls around the year. Happens. Yeah. All right, are we gonna get to the uh, giant pink elephant masturbating in the corner? Steelers. Dun, dun, dun. Steel curtain? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Steelers. What do you want to know, baby? Why are you guys going for two every damn time you get a touchdown? <laughs> why? <laughs> why? Hey, that's why we have the best red zone defense oh, in the boy. league. Oh, <laughs> boy. Crazy. They play against that offense that they, they, it was every week. Two weeks week. ago that, that blew up in your guys. I forget who was that, that they still It blows like up two. in our face like it was twice crazy a year. That I'm like, uh, they're over at three and going for two. And I'm like, all they would, if they had to just kick the stupid extra point, they'd be all right now. And they were they're just, they put themselves behind eight ball. Yeah. And it works great. Like for Oregon and stuff when they do it and they got that crazy offense. But, and if you're, I'm playing Madden on the, on the play, on the PlayStation. Yeah. It's a great idea, but real life strategy uh, it's burning them. I think I think a kicker somewhere along the ways, wrong Tomlin, like <laughs> touched his daughter or something <laughs> in the wrong way. So he just does not trust kickers, constantly going for two. But that being said, you know, as much as we've lost a couple games because of that this year and our defense has just been tragic at times, uh, we're game you know, we're tied for the division lead and True. It's still a young defense. Yeah, we're starting three rookies on defense this year, which uh, hasn't happened since you know the still curtain days. So, so you're six and five right now as we speak on mm-hmm. Cyber Monday. Uh, looks like in terms of upcoming games, you got the Giants, which will be an interesting game. Um, the Bills, which should be a W, and then the lowly Bengals uh, in oh, terms of your next three. Um, Bengals are a joke. I could easily give you two out of three maybe all three of those and then we're looking at a very different picture when it comes to the afc playoffs um and all those those mistakes might be forgiven my biggest question though as a steelers fan is why is omar epps coaching football for you guys? i don't get it <laughs> yeah, every now and then he gets us to the big game yeah <laughs> we'll see i mean it's, yeah it's gonna be interesting because surprisingly baltimore's brought themselves into this entire picture did y'all I, watch that baltimore game I think it was hilarious. Yeah. From the last one? Last, yeah, yesterday. Uh, I Sunday. saw the play at the end. I mean, they, they essentially did the same thing in the Super Bowl that, against the Niners. Well, that, that. well the, and then the Bengals, uh, Dalton was driving down the field, and literally four times out of like six plays, he got batted down mm-hmm. in a row. Pop, 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 pop. It, was, it was hilarious. Say what you will. Flacco gets absolutely no respect, but every now and again, like Eli, he can wake up he just and go on a run. Yeah. It's really how much they're paying him. I mean, they it's are. almost as bad it's as true. what Houston offered Oscar. <laughs> Do we have to bring this up? Do we have to bring this Come up? On. I forgot about that. I showed, I showed him a, uh, as a meme, and it showed his QBR, and it was lower than every quarterback in Texans history, including Carr. God damn it. it was, you, you know what, God damn it, though? You guys used to be, you were the Oilers, though, previously? Is that yeah, right? Yeah, then they, uh, 
But you, you do keep all those records no, from the no, Oilers? No, 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 no. no, no, no. no, no, no. Those went to Tennessee. Tennessee. That's right. That's right. I'm sorry. Yeah. Houston used to be the Oilers, and then they sold that to t- Tennessee, and then we started a new. It's, but there is no Oilers anymore. Who, no. who took the records from the Oilers? Titans. Titans. Titans own everything. They own the colors. Everything. It's essentially an if. Like basketball, the way the Hornets became... The Bobcats. The, no. The Hornets became... Went down to New Orleans and became the Hornets. But then they started their own Charlotte franchise, and the Bobcats are completely separate than the previous history from... The Utah Jazz, where used to be the New Orleans Jazz. Gotcha. And then sold. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, cause, like, we wanted to use the Oilers... They were talking about using the Oilers logo and colors as a throwback uniform, but we can't without permission from Tennessee. You know, that's really fucked up in a lot of ways, because... For me, Houston and being the Oilers just fit way better than the Texans. Warren Moon, theory, Earl, Earl the Pearl, I mean the classics. Yeah, you have players. Because in theory, and I'd have to check the books with what happened with the whole uh, Browns-Ravens thing, because pretty much the Browns became the Ravens. The Ravens. Sold them. But so they don't have the history. I think they worked out a deal. The I'd history have to, went back, I yeah, believe. I think, they, they the Brown, I think that the Browns actually sued... Okay. Uh, to make sure they kept the records. Okay. Yeah. Which is why even now with uh, you know slight tangent because I just heard this stat this past weekend, but uh, you know the the Browns they've had that stadium open since like '99, mm-hmm. and uh, the gentleman last night last night's game uh, Derek Anderson on the mm-hmm. sidelines which mm-hmm. game was that yesterday? Oh, the, uh, he's with Carolina. Uh, he's a Carolina backup. So. When he was screaming yesterday, him and Ben Roethlisberger actually hold the record for most wins in the new Brown Stadium. Oh, wow. That's hilarious. And that's, hey. that's just terrible. Right. Wow. Well, Derek Anderson, because he, he led him to like a 10-win season one time. Exactly. And he brought him to the playoffs. Okay. I think, I'm pretty sure that was the last time Cleveland's been to the playoffs. It was like him. They had like Braylon Edwards on that team. Oh, I remember yeah. him. Yeah. yeah. And they were actually good, and then poof. So Playoff. ten wins is the record. Yeah. So, so when the when the Raiders um, move, because we all know what's going to happen to oh, La, to Las Vegas, are, did, are they going to? Yeah, you're going to lose your records. That's all. That. Everything black hole moving in theory would work in terms of like those records would be gone and all of that. The whole team and franchise history would be gone. I don't want it to fucking happen. I'm not ready to talk about it. Goddamn it! <laughs> I got my crying Jordan face on. Goddamn it! All right, switching gears a little bit. Still on football. Stitch, oh, big, big big loss at Michigan. Okay, I, I thought we were gonna make fun of the Niners, but okay, we can make fun of the Niners a little later. But the Niners still. Th- this was a big game, Michigan. Michigan and Ohio State. This was a big game in the big house. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, well, it was in. Um, this one was at the Horseshoe. Oh, sorry, the Horseshoe. So I, wa- I watched that entire game and uh, just leaning forward. I was really upset by the uh, the the calls. More as like the non calls. I mean. There was pass interferences where you're getting wrapped up and uh, the, the DB's got his arm wrapped around the guy and, and sort of twisting him, which you're not allowed to do. And then uh, that fourth down play was just uh, sickening to me. In double overtime. Yeah, overtime. yeah, double overtime. Ball doesn't cross the plane at all of where the, the imaginary yellow line is. The imaginary yellow line's at like the, the 40 to 40, or actually 40 to like 39 and a half yard line. And uh, the ball doesn't even cross like the forty, and they put it, moved it up, and all kinds of ridiculousness. And so, th- of course, the next play, they end up going in and scoring a touchdown. Another year of rage for me. <laughs> um, sucks. I hate Ohio State. Uh, I grow. I used to hate Notre Dame when I hated Ohio State because growing up in like the nineties, we were we would just stomp Ohio State, and, and it wasn't really that big of an issue. But Notre Dame would always give us problems. Same way. Uh, 
Washington would back in the day. I used to always kind of hate Washington because they would ruin our, our Rose Bowl. Um, but now it's 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 Ohio State. Notre Dame's falling off a, a cliff, and I, I really just can't stand Ohio State. It, it brings me joy to watch them lose, but ironically, I need them to win this upcoming week, and I need a little bit of help to hopefully for the Michigan to get that fourth uh, playoff spot. It's an outside chance of happening, but we'll see. God damn. No offense, Stitch, but it's always good to see a Harbaugh cry. Oh, so, the Niners, the Ravens, this guy. Dead, moving man. on. Just hatred. <laughs> at, least, hatred. At, least he, at least he's not tackling hey, people when I they mean, run into the end zone like a black Maybe he should. Omar F. <laughs> at least your team was in it, man, till the end, and they got like they didn't lose it. They, you got robbed by the rest. My team just fucking imploded at the end of the season. Wait, still on college? What, what college. Who's who's Texas A&M. Oh, okay. And then, was it? We were fine. And then uh, Knight got hurt during the uh, the Mississippi State game, um, and it was just. Mm-hmm. I didn't see any of that. Lost one. to Mississippi. Then we fucking go and lose to LSU and get raped. And so it was just like, oh god. Mm-hmm. It was all. It was just all bad. So tough one. We'll see what happens. Yeah. I, I, where's the new ranking, or uh, where are they on the new the ranking? AP poll, Michigan's five. Six. Okay. I think five or six. Five or six. So you yeah. need some other folks to lose. Um. Yeah, it'll well the, the, tomorrow the official playoff rankings come out so okay. that'll be extremely interesting because both Ohio State and Michigan aren't playing for the Big Ten championship even though Ohio State's ranked number two it's Wisconsin and Penn State who both Michigan's beaten um, Wisconsin uh, Penn State Penn, beat Ohio State Penn State did beat Ohio State Michigan beat them both and if Penn State wins I have some friends that are Penn State fans and talking all kinds of noise I'm like. You shouldn't be ahead of Michigan. I don't care what happens because they crushed you forty nine to ten on the field. I don't think they should still be eligible to play football. No, no, no. I'd like the suspension to be like twenty years. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, exactly. I'm not. <laughs> it's on Penn State. It, rants. Big Twelve doesn't doesn't have a team that deserves to be in the playoffs. They all fucking suck. Uh, the Pac twelve, maybe. You gotta have somebody. Yeah. I know. Well, Bama, Bama's undisputed. They're fucking a monster right now. Uh, I think Ohio State deserves to be there. Michigan deserves to be there. Clemson. And the Clemson. And then... I can see that. And th- those are the four teams I-, I think should be in it. I can't be mad at that. Uh, now, there are people complaining about the four-team system for the playoffs and wanting to expand <laughs> that. I think it's too soon. What do you gentlemen think? Come on, you were complaining when it was just the top two ranked going yep. against each other. Now people are complaining when it's four. They're yep. going to want this. No they're going to want the dance. Gonna they're going to want the dance, the fucking college basketball dance. Like, yeah. You can't have that many teams. Yep. Yeah. Can't do yeah. it. Keep it at four? I personally was never a fan of the college playoff. Ooh. I was always sort of against it. And I knew, I mean, the BCS was a, a hugely flawed system. It's not the idea of it. It's how they go. It's, it's it. The selection committee sucks. What I what I enjoy most about college football is that every single game absolutely matters. Every mm. single game is, in theory, an elimination game. And this playoff, keeping it at four helps to keep the uh, regular season as strong as I believe it is. Because I think it's the strongest regular season in all sports. Oh, um, one loss and you're done. Well, yeah, you play 12 games, one loss. You, I mean, it's a the season is essentially a double elimination <laughs> tournament for you to, to get to where it is that you need to go. Uh, closest one you can really compare it to is NFL. That's 16 games, but you lose two, three games. It's, it's your season's not done. It, it, you're you're still getting to the playoffs. Texans are no six issue. and four, and we're in first place. Yeah. So it and I always thought it would sort of weaken the rivalry. And I don't. I used to love college basketball back in the day. Um, and I think there's several issues with college basketball which uh, I which turned me off to it. 
Um, one of which is that the players don't stay for four years, so it makes it hard to grow attached to these certain players. Like, I mean, growing up watching, like, Duke, you saw Christian Leitner develop for four years. You saw Grant Hill uh, come up for four years, Bobby Hurley. Where now it's just MJ. like, okay, they're here for one, two years, and then poof, they're gone. And you don't, you don't really know. You don't. I mean, you expect them to be gone. You don't expect them to really build on anything. And I, there's no reason to watch like a regular season college basketball game. But March in, Madness, though. In le- March Madness is fine that first weekend, and then essentially after that first weekend, when you're you can just game out and just flip between game and game and game. It's just like okay, uh, here here it is. It was cool for one weekend, and oh, I love it. Essentially, the, the regular season doesn't matter. Like I can't tell you a non-Duke. Uh, North Carolina regular season game that I was like, oh yeah, I'm I'm gonna stop what I'm doing. I'm gonna watch this game. Okay, yeah. fair enough. It it sounds like college basketball is basically the Inhumans. You know, they have no star power. <laughs> it's a cheap yeah, shot. Yeah, there's, there's a lot that need to be done. I mean, because you have the you obviously they're going to be stars in the in in the NBA, but they don't have enough time to sort of develop in college. You I think it hurts their NBA careers as well. Well, yeah, of course, yeah, it it doesn't prep them for that big jump going to NBA life, uh, career-wise and, I mean, just socially in terms of, like, how they are able to function in the real world, only being in college essentially just to play ball um, and not develop their intelligence and social skills and, and well, adult... I'm with you. I am. But I think the other side of the coin when it comes to college basketball is that I don't want anything to restrict extremely talented one in a million, one in a generational types of players from being able to say, you know what? I did my freshman year, like Kevin Durant, you know, or Jason Kidd did two years at Cal. I mean, if you're exceptional and you're an adult, there's no reason why you can't go pro. And we only have a problem with it with this with this sport, really. If we're if we're being honest, we don't have a problem with baseball players, we don't have a problem with tennis players, we don't have a problem with golf players going pro at a young age. Yeah, I don't have a problem with the system. I don't want to say, oh, it should be, they, they should be required to say. I just think that part of the uh, product of the whole one and done, to, uh, one, and a half, one and a half or two years, because you, if you're a year removed kind of deal, you can go in. I think uh, just part of that is we don't grow this attachment to the actual players and uh, hmm. being invested in the, it becomes a lot harder to be invested in, in the college and these people that are so-called like coming up through the system and, and everything. It's like, all right, I, I know Kentucky's going to have a B squad. I don't know their names. Yeah. I don't know yeah, their names true. yet until they actually get on the court. Hmm. Well, right. in football, you have iconic names. Yeah, with, with, yeah, with college football, you, you have an idea of who's going to be there next year. Peppers is going to be there. Garrett, yeah. Miles Garrett's going to be there. Yeah. You know, Fournette's going to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I get you on that. Uncle Ray, any, any thoughts on that one? I don't like college sports outside <laughs> oh. of March Madness. Just so. abstaining. That's all right. Are you, are you happy do you like March Madness? Madness? Like, is there anything you would it. like to... Oh, uh, you know, it's it's like you said, it, first weekend's great. After that, it's like, eh, I've already overdosed a little bit too much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, tune back in for the last. I've watched uh, 30 weeks. games in the past two days. I'm good, I'm good for the year. It's cool that first weekend to see how your bracket does, and then after some crazy upset happens, and just, like, oh, you just throw it away and back to regular life. <laughs> you do need star power. You do need to have names that transcend and go they build more programs. than one year. Yeah, star power and a, a good storyline. Like yeah. when, even when Kentucky was going through undefeated, when they did lose to Wisconsin, I think it was maybe like two years ago. Um, everyone was just like, oh, uh, okay. Yep. That sort of deflates it. Everyone wanted yeah. to see the Duke-Kentucky matchup, undefeated Kentucky versus iconic Duke. There's so much history going mm-hmm. on, and Kentucky loses. 
their perfect season before they even get to it. And it's like, all right, now I'm watching Wisconsin Duke. Like, yeah, uh, not the same. Like, I know you hate him, but I'm speaking of iconic players is, uh, or is, I mean, like Manziel, it was him against the man and he built. I don't hate Manziel. The, the program, like, like his NFL career-wise. Oh, I mean, he's, he's, he's garbage. He's, he's, hot, he's straight, he's straight hot, garbage. garbage. Oh, yeah. He's a fucking junkie. I, don't, <laughs> I feel sorry for oh, him. Oh, I agree. Okay, yeah, sorry. We all feel I mean, sorry for him. But he built, he built that stadium. He built oh, the program yeah. to what it is now. Yeah, because he, he, basically you know, he stuck it to the man. He said, "I'll do what the fuck I want." He was Mister College, just oh, like yeah. Tebow was Mister College. Oh, I, really? I, I get that. But that iconic player, and they can build your program to, to something far and beyond what it was. But in college, they don't have, or in basketball, they don't have that opportunity because they're gone within a year. Yeah, yeah so you can't follow them. It's it, and it's more the coaches per se in college basketball. They're, they're the, the more the stars. Uh, where you got Chichesky, uh mm-hmm. Williams, Coach K, um, top top coach of oh. um, what's his name. Uh, yep. Beheim, yeah. I mean, even even going back in the day with with like uh, John Thompson at, at Georgetown. Oh, definitely. You always had your iconic coaches that uh, stood out. I'm with it. Can I switch back to something that we said a couple casts ago? Um, and that was, we've gone on some good rants about Thursday night football and how it's detrimental to players. One of the worst things ever. Terrible matchups. There's rumors going around. I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know how credible they are on the interwebs. But the NFL isn't too happy about Thursday night football either from a rating standpoint. And it's considering, rumor-wise, and this is speculation, maybe ending Thursday night football. Gentlemen, what do you think? They're, dead. they're pretty much just diluting the product. The more they keep spreading it out and mm-hmm. spreading it out, they're going to lose viewership. And I mean, this, this whole season, you know, viewership's down. But you could also argue viewership's down on a whole lot of things. You know, Walking Dead, just plummeted off a cliff and True. a bunch of other shows. I mean Not Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Those ratings are up. I don't I don't think he's a JoJo fan yet. Yet. Well, sorry, please continue. <laughs> but no, uh, I mean, you know, they're they're constantly looking at the ratings, trying to tweak the rules. I mean, this year alone they they put in what, like three rules, different rules that then they phased out after week three or four in yeah. the NFL. I mean it's just kind of crazy. You know, they're always constantly looking at things. So wouldn't surprise me. Ratings go down for a season. I think it would take more than a season though, for them to, to ditch that wagon. Yeah. Do you want them to end it? I want them to put it back to the point where you know they start a maybe Thanksgiving, and then you start getting some yeah. of those yeah. Thursday night, Saturday yeah. games. Could, like you used to. I mean, it used to be the occasional Saturday games. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I, I can't stand uh, having you know four nights at least three nights of my you know, week constantly taken up with NFL. Yeah. So, too much. Professor, let me get your take. Oh, the games are hella boring on Thursday night. <laughs> and every, now, every now and then you'll get a good one, but for the most part, you're like, what? Well, it's, it's there, it's in the back of your mind, you're flipping between that and something else you're watching. Or you have plans. So it's like, you know, you have it on DVR, it's like, oh, it was a shit game, I'm not going to watch it. Um, but before that, I mean, they need to fix the goddamn... Uh, play calling and, and refs in this thing. Mm. I think you're losing more more viewership because of that, because games now, like every other play is a penalty. Oh, we got to review this. We got to review that. Oh, this guy makes a perfect hit, but oh, it looked a little rough, so we're going to penalize him and throw him mm, out of the game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's turning into a goddamn powder puff. <laughs> it's true. It's okay. football. It's man football. Yes, people are going to get hurt. They know this going in. Can I just say this? 
as fo- fans of football for years and years and years, the thing that was the attraction with this sport was the big hits. Oh, yeah. All throughout the 70s and 80s. I mean, you know as a Steelers a fan. I know as a Raiders fan. The Niners used to lay the wood. Yeah. I mean, that's what, what it was all about. And to remove that from the game in such a systematic way over the years has been kind of off-putting for me. I still oh, watch it. Even the even celebrations. It's like, who who fucking cares if you're rubbing any other guy's faces? You just fucking stuck your dick down your throat and they thanked you. <laughs> <laughs> to, quote, to, to quote The Walking Dead. Yes, yeah, there you, just, you go. You just fucking... Um, Settle down, Negan. <laughs> you just burned this guy down the field, left yeah. him behind, turned around and waved, and now... That was fun watching these guys celebrate together. Yeah. Watching uh, who was was it T.O. or who was it that uh, pulled the thing out of the uh, uh, the sharpie uh, was T.O. No, the, who pulled the cell phone out? Joe Horn. Joe, Joe Horn. We pulled the cell phone out yeah. and made the phone call. It was an iconic class. Yeah. I'm gonna remember that forever. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And oh, it's bad sportsmanship. That's a fucking millennial mindset. Yeah. Like oh, everyone's got to be winners. Get that shit out of here. Yeah. When they were anti Harambe cleats, that's when I lost. And I nearly flipped over yeah, the table. Come I can't on. find somebody for wearing a special cleats. Get, get. Yeah. NFL is all about yeah, money. AB they don't care about So many damn fines this year. And of course, the one they, they don't find him on, Arnold Palmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody else, they got fined on, threatened with suspension. Yep. So it's just like. Arnold Palmer was okay. And Antonio's <laughs> one of the faces of the league. Let's, let's get Absolutely. it very clearly oh, yeah. out there. You know. He's one of those faces you know, you recognize, he's a star. Not quite on the level of Odell in terms of star, but most of that is because of Odell's craziness and being off his fucking meds. Antonio is just fun. He's good for football, you know? Yeah. I want to see what the fuck he does next. Yeah, they, they really legislated a lot of the fun out of the NFL. Um, I... I understand, like, yeah, don't spike the football on your opponent that you just trucked. Okay, I, 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 can, I can live with that. But if you're shooting a bow and arrow like, like Josh Norman does, I don't have an issue with that. If you're yeah. pretending to cut down the field goal post with, with a chainsaw or something that's, that's a awesome. football, that's hilarious. That's funny to me yeah. and everything. It's, it's not vulgar. Even when Randy Moss, like, pretended to moon the crowd. That was awesome, too. I thought that was hilariously funny. Uh, and I, if people are just like, oh, my God, cover your eyes. Like, if football's... It's a it's a sport of emotion. It's it's a business. It's real life. It's yep. I mean in theory, yeah, it's a game because you can play it outside with your kids. But on that level, it's not a game. It's people's lives. Uh, you have grown ass two hundred pound men going through small car crashes <laughs> on a daily every every forty five seconds. Pay by play pace. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's I mean if he's hyped up because he succeeded at not getting his brain splattered all over the turf. Let him dance and celebrate however he wants to. Also, let's be very, very clear and real with this. Tom Brady gets pumped up at times. Yeah. And he may express it in a slightly different way because he can't wear Harambe cleats and he can't dance like Antonio <laughs> Brown. But, you know, there, there seems to be a different take on, you know, what a quarterback can get, over, get through or get past and what a wide receiver Yeah, it's or, a stigma. Yeah. There's, there's definitely a stigma with, I mean, wide receivers, obviously, they... I mean, you want to go back to, to like Billy White Shoes and everything, and T.O. and Ocho Cinco, <laughs> even corners with like Dion. I mean, they were, they that's how they had to promote themselves yep. and everything. It's an image, it's, it's, it's a yeah. brand. I mean, people know the quarterbacks and what they look like because I mean, at the time they were the ones seeing all the commercials and and everyone recognized their face. There's no other way for a non-position player, especially someone like on defense, uh, to get their names out there other than either ball out like Jerry Rice. Or uh, do a little bit some, uh, something entertaining, get your uh, yourself seen, and I, I don't have an issue with with 
people doing that? I mean, if they want to add, get some get some extra endorsements by uh, by taking off their helmet and getting the crowd pumped up, I I don't see an issue with that, and it's it's disgusting that uh, they're sort of restricted in that aspect of the of the game. Let's be real though. I mean, if they get rid of the commish, you know, who's clearly Mister Nanny State. <laughs> yeah. Martavis Bryant gets a whole year for smoking weed. Mm. I mean, come on. <laughs> no. Oh, because it's an enhancement. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a guy who seriously just, like, was the last one picked as a child at every sport. <laughs> he's got some huge vendetta, and he's just slowly taking it out Josh on Gordon. the good players. Yeah. I mean, yeah, just, they just got to get rid of him, and I think you can change everything overnight. Yeah. Very yeah. good. And, uh, I mean, to touch on the Thursday, I'm not a fan of Thursday Night Football either. I think it's, like, uh, it's, it's just so poor of a product when you get when you get down to it. I mean, yeah, I love the the Thanksgiving, yeah. the uh, the Christmas one, even the opening game on Thursday is fine with me. But essentially, and I think uh, this past week was a great example where you have this so called primetime matchup between Pittsburgh and Indianapolis. But because uh, Andrew Luck got concussed on the Sunday. Mm-hmm. There's no, there, you can't realistically recover from a concussion. And go through the league implemented concussion in protocol days. in four days. Like it, it's for three because the game's on the fourth. Yeah, yeah exactly. You, you can't do it. You gotta it, hide it better. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's why LT did all that coke you know yeah. what I mean just do those lines so, you, so you, no but you're right I mean and it really it hurts the product I mean you, you're selling this marquee matchup yeah got a young quarterback Andrew Luck top top, uh, top team one of the top teams in the supposed to be in the NFC South going against the, the Pittsburgh Steelers on Thanksgiving yeah on Sounds great when you when you put it on paper. And then, and then yeah, mushroom cloud. There's nothing to look forward to. You, you turn in just to watch football because there's nothing else on. But the Colts did have the best celebration of the year so far. Which was? I may, might have missed that. The kicker? Talking about the, yeah, the, kick, the, the kicker. The, 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 the punters? Yeah. The punters, the punters the first down and he just starts. <laughs> oh, it does yeah. it like a great walk. Yeah. And he's awesome. like, oh, shit. Yeah. That's then, awesome. It's, it's, it's poor football. Um, it's cool to have... And a lot of it is also because they're required. Each team is mandatory to have a Thursday game. It's like, okay, Jacksonville, Tennessee, whoop-de-doo. Like, well, it has to be quasi-fair or whatever yeah. in terms of scheduling. But it, it, I, I'm always against it. I keep saying this. Player safety. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. Thursdays after playing just on Sunday is not enough time, as you alluded yeah. to. You're, wor- you're, you're worried about hits. That's more of a dimension than hits. Well, yeah. It's awful. I mean, they could get around it, quite frankly, if they just staggered the buys. Yeah. So you have your buy, and then you have yeah. your Thursday night game, so you get a nice long yeah. stretch of like how, Yeah, even when they have the teams playing like London, yeah. they give me that week off. or. And I'm not a fan of that either. <laughs> yeah. I, I want the NFL to be a more international sport. I'm all on board with that. What I would like to see is the majority of the preseason games be in Mexico City and London Dallas. and whatnot. I'm not in favor of a team giving up a home game, because that's what they did, and flying, you know, the equivalent of two trips across our our country just to play a game overseas when you've done a shitty job, NFL, uh, in the post-Dream Team, uh, going back to making a basketball analogy, post-Dream Team Barcelona um, days since 1992, of making this game more international. Right. You've done a shit job. Now you're trying to make up ground because you see all the money that the NBA has done with it. Yeah. And instead of doing it much more costly and only doing it in the uh, the preseason, you want to do regular the season. NBA only players. does international games for preseason. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely a money grab. Um, I don't mind it so much, I guess. Um, it Giving is up a home game? 
I don't think Mexico's so bad. London's bad. In the morning, man. London's bad. Really Mexico's not bad. It's the same time zone, but Mexico. Yeah, Jack- Jacksonville gets a raw deal because it always seems like they're sending Jacksonville over to go play. It oh, don't care. No, but nobody's trying to watch the games in Jacksonville, so <laughs> they're, really they're lucky to have a. Or the Raiders time. games. I mean, they have that whole top, the whole top empty. Anyway, so <laughs> don't you dare do that shit. But even now, Davis. They put a they they would have a Toronto play in. I mean, not not Toronto, but Buffalo would play their games in Toronto. I don't think that's that's, that's too bad. That's different. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't even think the Mexico thing is is too bad. I think London is is kind of a far reach, to, especially seeing like like a West Coast team out there. Yeah, that's that's really uh, that's like your your time clock. But do it during the preseason. I'm all in favor. You could play it in fucking Beijing for all I give a fuck. Do it in the preseason. <laughs> uh, I, I think at least keep it in North. I don't have an issue with it. Uh, put a game in <laughs> Vegas. Put it in. Uh... Fuck Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> bad in, word. Bad word. Yeah, go and go to go to Toronto, Vancouver. Yeah, I mean, get get some of these other. I mean, the only place that that has money isn't London or Mexico City. I mean, yeah. go go check out some of these other places. Okay. All right. Uh, let's switch gears a little bit. Politics. We had the election a couple mm-hmm. weeks back. Um, the locker rooms in the NFL were. Strangely silent, for the most part, on the election, but not completely. Uncle Ray, you had a take on this. Well, before the election, you know, Monday morning quarterback, you know, a lot of people read that. And they were talking about different players and how everybody is super quiet about voting. They didn't want to cause any disruption. But then, you know, right before the election, Brady comes out, mm-hmm. Belichick comes out. Well, Belichick at least comes out and totally confirms everything mm-hmm. and who they're voting for. And after the election, I uh, saw a couple, can't really confirm everything, but saw a couple posts out there, and a couple little articles about, hey, you know, it's a complete divide along racial lines. Mm-hmm. So the one thing that I really just love, uh, my wife, who I've gotten into football over the years, mm-hmm. she said to me that Sunday, she's like, so do you think the line will just like fall over and let them crush Brady? Holy <laughs> shit! Or like just miss a tackle? You're like, oops, I tripped. And I've been waiting for it since. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping. You know, they're all professionals and everything. But uh, it's just kind of funny. I mean, you know, the country's divided over this election. You know, we don't need to spend a whole lot of time on that. But to imagine that in a locker room where you have to be a cohesive unit. Yeah, and I'm sure everybody's going to be professional about it, but what happens when it comes down to that last game and, you know, they're out of it? You know, does that left tackle just all of a sudden mm-hmm. oh, get a little cramp and fall over? Or, you know, I don't know. Wishful thinking on my part. No, that's interesting because I will say this. I did notice how quiet the NFL players were. I mean, they have a microphone in their face all the fucking time, and 98% of all of the players abstain from saying anything as opposed to the NBA players who uh, some of the stars did speak out about who they wanted to vote for and whatnot. And so that was just a very different, I don't know if it was team enforced or personally enforced or league enforced, different take on politics and how, uh, you know, certain players were able to speak out on what they wanted. You got to wonder, I mean, it has to be league enforced, Mm. you would think, because... Goodell, he's just trying to nanny state everything, and he wants complete control over everything. He doesn't want to piss off, you know, Joe Schmo and you know outside of Cincinnati <laughs> or uh, you know, anybody out there. So I'm sure it was league enforced. Any take? Um, I think what you're talking about, like uh, 
if the say the left tackle or the right tackle was to just release and let their quarterback just get lit the fuck up. Um, I don't see that happening if like if you're in contention because at the end of the day, you want to fucking win, mm-hmm. and you're not going to sure. hurt your team like because one everyone's going to fucking hate you, two these, all these these guys are super competitive. You have to be so to to them they don't. Outside of the football field, once the game starts, nothing matters mm. except for winning. But if you're the Browns and you have no chance of doing it, and, and, you're, and, you're, and your QB is a fucking jackass behind you, I'd be like, oops, because it's not, not going to matter. It's not, I mean, it's not like the guy, uh, the guy who replaced him is going to be worse or no. better. Yeah. It's the Browns. It's okay. the Browns. It's the Browns. See, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I love that. That's pretty good. <laughs> it, it is it's, it's interesting to think about, about it like that. Um, I mean, I, I do think a big part that played into it was obviously he had the big thing at the beginning of the year with, with Kaepernick yep. and the f- massive firestorm that started or and uh, where everyone had an opinion and, and et cetera, et cetera. I mean, we didn't really – I in the Niner games that I've watched, I haven't really seen anybody like just like letting him get blown up or anything of that nature. How I mean, he did tell, though? Yeah, exactly. It's, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's true. He got lit up this week. Well, yeah, we're going to get to that. <laughs> but um, – I, I do think they were they sort of saw what a, a lightning rod for controversy uh, it was to either say an opinion whether it goes with the mass majority or the minority, and they just decided to just sort of abstain from it. Even when Cam Newton tried to choose a side, and he went with all lives matter instead of Black Lives Matter. People were were getting him on everything, so I think people just were like, "All right, this question even gets asked to me, I'm just gonna just fall back, no comment, and everything." It's, I'm not going to bring a distraction to the team. I'm not going to hurt my money or my endorsements on what I say either, or on positive or negative, either either or. They just sort of, say, per se, had the sense to be like, All right, whatever, my opinions aren't going to hurt my check. So they just sort of, I thought, maybe kept quiet about it. It would be cool to, if we had like an inside mole on a, on a locker room that we do yes. to uh, find out what actually goes on in, in a locker room in, in terms of that. But I think for the most part, they just sort of just... There for business, clock in, clock out, sort of. I mean, it probably varies from team to team. Yeah, yeah. and I, I could definitely see. I mean, not all locker rooms, just like not all workplaces, are going to be the same. Right. Um, but to just say this, though, you alluded to Cap. Uh, the Niners play tough in Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, this is still a team with only one win. Um, but I had a, I didn't. That was no shade. I'm also, stating, shade. They hawk trash. <laughs> they are. I'm stating facts on here, and I'm just saying. They played tough in Miami. What I took away, though, was this linebacker, Kiko Alonso, mm-hmm. who famously tweeted out, Vamos, coño, after uh, laying the wood down on Cap. This is the last play of the game, right? Last play of the game, oh, yeah, two-yard yeah. line. Cap is rushing in for uh, what would be a game-winning or game-tying? Game-tying touchdown. Game-tying touchdown. Yeah. Cap has obviously used his legs in the past uh, extremely effectively. Uh, maybe one of the best all-times in terms of running quarterbacks. But uh, Kiko Alonso, who's of Cuban-American descent, made it extremely personal, hated the fact that uh, Kaepernick had worn a Fidel Castro, a shirt depicting Fidel Castro on it, along with other, other people, but definitely with Fidel Castro, and in interviews had alluded to some of the positive things about the Castro regime or dictatorship. You can choose the words that you want to use for that. Um, What do we think, gentlemen, of this? Did Kiko go too far uh, with the personalization of it? Was it just a big hit and that's it? 
Kiku got a new fan out of me. <laughs> I mean, he laid the wood. It's a hit. That, but, I mean, yes, I do think it was personal. I mean, they were, I mean, persecuted and everything. So there. That Fidel Castro's not a guy you, like, talk good about. Yeah. Like, recently, yeah, he, recently deceased yeah, over the Thanksgiving is, weekend, yeah. just to put that into context. But that, it's like, he's a people that were oppressed that he, they're by him. And whether he was directly or somebody in his family, I mean, like, that's just something you just, you don't go there. It's deeply personal for, all, for the Cuban-American community, especially, especially in Miami. Especially in Miami. I, I, I and do so I think that's just, that. that's somewhere, like, even if you have, you don't have the feelings one way or the other, or if you, even if you are leaning, uh, you know, you didn't think he was so terrible, you just don't, you just don't go there. Yeah, I, I could, I could see that. I mean, first of all, it was a great hit. Oh, it, yeah. it was a superb Cleaned hit. Bones, Clean hit. You know, someone who's running who didn't slide or anything and just got his clock cleaned. Um, but I'll say this. I mean, Cap has done some interesting things beyond the national anthem protests. We've also heard him be very vocal about abstaining from the election whatsoever. Didn't mm -hmm. vote. Didn't vote and very proud of that. And then also doing, even though he walked back from it a little bit some praise for fidel castro one way or another yeah, he, some, he clarified his statements to some aspects of his regime which is obviously going to piss off people who were victimized mm -hmm. by some of the terrible things that that man did um any other thing i mean what, jump in here well Talk. i was trying to I, I was trying to look up the exact quote from what he said uh it was vamos coño well in terms of what kaepernick <laughs> said in, during this interview because i mean i i I don't give two fuck, and it, I've sort of grown like numb to them showing fucking Kaepernick sitting on the sideline. I don't give a fuck anymore. I don't care who sits on the sideline anymore. They used to not even show the fucking national anthem unless it was the fucking Super Bowl. Now every fucking game, they're forced to do pan and try to find that one person sitting down if there is one person. Like I'm just sort of done and over with it. So I mean, he's worn the um, the Fidel Castro shirt previously. Um, I believe it was sort of like the week after everything sort of popped off and, and broke loose. And uh, he gave an explanation. It was actually Fidel Castro and I believe Malcolm X were, were mm -hmm. shaking hands and everything. And people were like, oh, how are you talking about uh, being pro-America and this and whatever? You got this Fidel Castro shirt on. And he explained it. And I was trying to find the exact quote on how he explained it so I could... I Paraphrase. Could, uh, he saw, uh, at the time that they were meeting, supposedly, uh, it was a discussion on, I guess... I don't want to get it completely wrong, but Malcolm X and Fidel Castro had sort of a a like ideology on in terms of how people were being treated by, I guess, police or military okay. aspect. So that was his sort of reasoning behind where, and it sort of matched his message that he was saying. I and I'm not a I, I'm a Kaepernick fan as a football player. I don't. He's not a role model of mine. I don't try to follow his his beliefs or whatever, my, my own individual person. Um, the thing about Castro, and it's different for me because obviously I'm not Cuban-America. I've never stepped foot in Cuba or lived in Cuba. You weren't I, allowed to. Yeah, well, yeah and I, I don't have any family that's there. I do know, for whatever reason, there is a strong following be, behind Castro regardless. So You mean pro-Castro Pro Pro-Castro. There, there is a pro-Castro. I mean... I was I turned on the thing today and they were like oh yeah the, for the celebration and I was like I don't know if it's and I don't want to get too far down into it and I should have done my history research a little bit better I don't know if if it's I'm not gonna go and call it propaganda ish per se 
but could there be some sort of American spin on it? Because I'm looking on Twitter and there's some people that are are saying like, yeah, uh, what he said wasn't completely wrong about, yeah, uh, they spent a lot of money to invest in their education system rather than their prison system. Now, if you're just focusing on that aspect of things, that little small circle, okay, yeah, you got a point. But it seemed like people sort of went off the deep end and were like, oh yeah, he thinks Castro was a good guy, which I didn't see him say. I don't know if he said it completely. People did take it out of context. I, I will give okay. you that. I think the larger point that some people were trying to make, and again, it's a super sensitive issue for those in the Cuban-American community, and I still need to do a lot of research myself, but when you have someone who I think we can safely say committed human rights violations, regardless of anybody's politics, if someone does that and is part of a regime that proudly or very overtly did human rights violations, they don't, nobody wants to hear a little slice of, oh, this person was nice to, in this aspect of things. It would be like someone saying, for, I hate using a Hitler analogy, I was, I was but say, but it's clear. saying for Hitler, he was really nice to dogs and pets. But we know all of the terrible human rights abuses that he did. It doesn't it, watch You know it. what I mean? You don't, you don't mention that how nice he was to dogs and pets. You only say, terrible, terrible person. And that's, I think, if... You know, if I could put my own frame of mind in the Cuban-American sense. Not to that extreme, but in that, in that context. Anytime right. you got a country where people are fleeing to go elsewhere just to get out of the country. And you're killing them. <laughs> and I think it's been well documented that wrong. he's tried to and successfully killed people fleeing, too, yeah, for wanting to flee. This is where I, this, I feel like I'm on Black and Black Times Infinity, where I feel like I'm making a point and, I'm <laughs> not, and it makes it sound like I'm defending or whatever, but... Is, no, is America not defending him? Damn it! Is, is, is not America essentially built on that whole entire philosophy? I get where do you're coming not, from. Do we not praise people like Thomas Jefferson and uh, George Washington and all these other people that actively had slaves and and were terrorists to Britain? Uh, I get you. Do we not enslave or and put uh, thousands of uh, Asian Americans in internment camps? Uh, I'm with you all. So it's like and I. But those are our double standards. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just want to make sure people are... are, are You're insta- right. You're right. When they're too busy pointing the finger at, yeah, he was a, a shithole person and everything. And they forget about, hey, in America, we've done some pretty fucked up shit. I'm with Trail you. Tears, I'm, I mean, I'm with you 100%. Shit. Yeah, we, let's I not think- act like we, we, like people haven't been always treated equally from day one. Like women just recently sort of got the right to vote if you want to look in terms of the historical perspective aspect of things. I agree a thousand percent. The, the slight difference is that a lot of those accounts that are terrible in the U.S. history that you mentioned are from a few decades back, several decades back, some, some closer than others, whereas with this man, you know, and what he was doing... Okay. Okay, the wounds the, are fresh. The wounds are fresh. Okay, the Bay, and he just died. The Bay of Pigs incident that was when like sixty two ish, sixty two, sixty three ish. What was going on in America in nineteen? Terrible, terrible. Were, stuff. were we not sicking dogs and, and hosing down our own people? Terrible and things. burning churches and lynching people for accusations of hey, you looked at my white girlfriend. Where like yeah. people seem to forget about the history of the United States. So before I. And like I said, I'm not defending Castro at all. I just want to make sure that people are keep, not completely... Keep backwalking. I just want to make sure people are not completely... Hypo- <laughs> people are completely hypocritical on, yeah, you're a piece of shit for defending uh, this one while they wave their American flag and and scream, fuck yeah, and, and forget about 
the history of the United States. I agree. Uh, Agreed. So, so I got an important question Go ahead. to end this topic on. No, I, 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 think, love this topic. I think the time is uh, dwindling <laughs> here, but so he made that the announcement, had the little press conference. I think it was on Monday, something like that. And that's when everything started. Mm-hmm. So do you think? Castro held on until Kaepernick praised him. Oh, himself go. <laughs> well, he, he did. Castro supposedly had that quote where he said he wanted to live long enough for uh, America to go down and then yeah. be elected Trump. Now, yeah. uh, we got Trump. Kaepernick you know, praised him, and yeah. I'm out of here. Yeah, he's it. like mission accomplished. <laughs> I love like mic, it. Tri- mic drop. Holy shit. I, and I want to know, you know, the audience, if you're listening to this, I'd left, definitely like to know your take, especially if you were you know, not, not even just Cuban American, like you grew up in South Florida, yes. you know what I mean? In, in, in those communities, uh, California, where I've been born and raised has a extremely, um, high percentage of, uh, Mexican Americans, mm-hmm. but nice. the Cuban American population. I only is... have one personal friend in Houston, from Houston, who's pretty much part of our family. And she's from Cuba. Okay. Like, so she, she's dual citizenship. She goes back all the time, even before the, the, uh, embargo was lifted. Mm. So, I mean, she never really talked about it at all, but I know Might like be too harsh. Yeah. But I know like she'd only go back every now and then. And then, uh, like her mom left there to come here. Yeah. Wow. It'd be so. interesting to get a nice. Uh, take from somebody who's who's experienced that firsthand and everything. And I plan on doing some some research uh, before the the podcast on Wednesday, uh, just on like Castro because I'm sure it'll be a topic and it'll be a heated uh, debated one. And I need to do plenty yeah, of research yeah. my, my damn self. I'm I'm no expert on uh, Cuban relations. Let's we haven't talked about hoops at all. Fucking yeah. besides yeah, let's college, just, let's do this real quick. Let's get on that peach basket. Uh, um, Paul fucking George. <laughs> I, I know yeah, I Paul can... George hate. My, we just, had this discussion. Just to let you know, and I, I mean, Professor, this man is on the cover of fucking NBA 2K, goddammit. He does not deserve to be there. Five hundred. He's, he's, his team right now, as we speak on Cyber Monday, is 500 in the East. He's scoring literally 20 points per game, and that's fine and dandy, 43% field goal percentage. He's doing good, but this is some... Ain't shit ass stats that he has here. Why, you so Why is he the face of the league? About video game covers, like who cares? Why is he the face of the league? Don't pick no up. Said he's the face of the league. He there were the internet. You know it, goddammit. You know that a few years back, goddammit, I'm gonna find all of you. You were saying he was the next goddamn Kobe. This is the sixth year in the league for this man. You are going. Show me no, something, Paul George. You, no, did we not have this conversation? Paul George. Where he said that he was a, he was a superstar. Who? Paul George was a superstar. Yeah. Well, no, he was the one going on. I was there. saying that he wasn't. You know, what I, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah, Big Game James was saying he was a superstar. Oh, okay, okay, Big okay. Game James, yeah. Okay. But no, this this man no. is not the fucking shit. I'm he's, just... He realizes his team sucks and he's doing just good enough so that way he doesn't look like he's giving up. Not inspiring others to get it done. Not dominating his conference. Not dominating his division. When are we going to finally call a spade a spade and say this guy ain't shit? Six years in the goddamn league. He's mellow, basically. That's yeah. what he is. He's mellow on the oh Pacers, goddamn. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. No, he's worse than mellow. Yeah. Mellow tries. Mellow does try. But his team's just fucking terrible. Mellow has heart when he ball hogs. Yeah. What you got to say about your boy? It's, 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 you're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> your hate is ridiculous. There's no defending him. He just ain't shit, man. Nobody said he was... 
in the top tier elite. He was not, no one called him LeBron. You never heard of him call him LeBron, Kobe. They called him Who's the they? next. Who's they? Interwebs, you know it. I can find most. You can find anything on the interweb. Were they talking like he was going to be better than like Tim? Yes. Timmy? Yeah. They said he was much better than Kawhi and had all this promise. And No. Just because you find a, a, a Twitter account with an egg icon <laughs> doesn't mean it's, it's legit. Okay, it doesn't right. mean it's a reputable source. They say a lot. They yeah. say a lot. Well, shout out to all you haters. Oh, um, gosh. Surprising teams in SoCal. I will give props. The Clippers do look legitimate still in this early season. And they do the- every year. They look even more legitimate than ever. I haven't had a chance to watch them play yet. I haven't got a chance to they, 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 watch them play. They do well in the, in, the, in the regular season, sometimes better than better seasons than others, and then they choke in the playoffs. It's what the Clippers do. I hear you, and I'm not saying they will not choke, but for this team, if they make it to the Western Conference Finals, even if they get swept, that is the first ever for this franchise, to my knowledge. Uh, quote me, uh, stop were, me if I'm wrong. Yeah, they've never made it. And that would be not the Finals, but the Western Conference Finals, even with not winning a single game, that is a because the closest they've ever gotten was they whenever they met us in the semis. Yeah, and then we uh, they were up three one on us, and then we just like punched them in the mouth. Yeah. All they have to do is win two playoff series, and then they they've had the best Clipper season ever. I, I'm at least winking and nodding and saying, "Hey, tip of my Kangol." They're doing good so far. It's November. Yeah. All right. On the flip side, you want to praise the Lakers like they won a championship this year. I said they they went out and beat the Warriors. Gave Warriors half their losses. They did. <laughs> exactly. They did. They did. They did. Luke Warriors, Warriors are playing good. I mean, I, I mean, well, I mean, uh, Lakers are playing good. So, so they're competing for that eighth seed. If yeah. they get that eighth seed, I think that's as good as a championship for and them. I think so. I said that on the first one. I, I was looking for improvements with this year's Laker team. And Swaggy I'm P. Already seeing them. Swaggy so. P. Still that ball throwing up that game winner. You know what? Iggy Azalea's fat ass was keeping him down. She's He's like, balling now. She's like a Kardashian, bro. Yes, <laughs> I, I, I'm with it. Something about that crazy Aussie pussy was just now, not everybody, working. Everybody, who's the one that ratted on him? Uh, oh, uh, his no, boy. Russell. Yeah, Russell. Russell. Everyone, everyone plays in Russell. Like, thank you, sir. You know what? Russell knew something. He knew, he knew something. That, that bitch was no fucking good. But her <laughs> fucking ratchet pussy. That's what it was. I mean, same thing happened to Harden when he was dating Chloe. There, you know what? There's some truth to And now he's, now he's a lead leaguer in assists. Harden is playing better. I'll give him that. We'll see what... Averaging Houston, almost 13 assists a game. We'll see. Houston has five, five assists last year per game. Like, fucking... It's Houston crazy. hasn't beaten anybody quite yet, but we'll see. We beat the Spurs? Oh, okay. I'll give you credit on that. Was that at home or... Was that home that we lost there? All right. That's, that's something. That's significant. Mile High wanted us to also mention... Um, I had to do some research and homework on this one. I did, too. So, the Denver Nuggets, which is a team we almost never break down. God. For some reason. Yeah. The Denver Nuggets... I can say two good things and only two good things about them. Wilson Chandler and Kenneth Fareed. And they dumped Lawson's ass on us. Yeah, but those two are playing hard. Yeah, I, I went through it and looked at the roster. Uh, last year, uh, Will Barton was a, was a good quality player for them. Um, I guess he's injured because it looks like he's only played maybe like six games this year, if I remember correctly looking mm-hmm. at it. Um, but he, he seemed to be a valuable tool for them last year. Um, I can't really remember who's coaching the Nuggets right now. Um, but I, uh, Kenneth Fahid is he's always been one of my favorite players to watch when Denver's oh, on TV. He's, he's fun. Uh, he's a nice force. He's just a big, big, uh, strong body. He goes um, hard. They got, um, and I can never pronounce his name correctly, the guy they got in the Carmelo trade, Dianara, Dian- uh, 
I know you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, uh, but he's... Dianelli no, no. or something like that. But he was one of the guys that they... One of the young... Supposedly young talent that they got from... Um, yeah, I'm talking about. Yeah. And Emmanuel Moutier, he's uh, been seeming to ball out with them. He uh, looked at his stat line. He's, he seems to be doing really well. I think they're... They're below five hundred right now. We're like yeah, they are playing seven. They are seven, seven and, and ten seven as and we 10? speak okay. right now, uh, and they've only won four of their last ten games, including a three and five record at home. Yeah, uh, I looked at who they played. Some of the there's no real impressive wins. It looks like some of their losses. They, I mean, they lost to like the Detroit, but they did beat Chicago. So it seems like they just need to work on consistently getting their consistency consistency down right, and hopefully just. Uh, get a nice young core of people and uh, build on it. This is a team that's going to struggle, and I do mean struggle, to get up to 30 wins. And oh, yeah. that's... For the year? Yeah, for the year. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they're only at seven right now. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. They're going to struggle. They may get to it, but they're out. Of, they're definitely going to be out of the playoffs when it comes to the Western Conference. Okay, wait, are you an NBA fan? No. No? Not as much. Yeah. Well, okay, well, I, much. Being, uh, being on the outside, I don't know how much you... Y'all, maybe y'all can weigh on this, but I want to get your opinion, you know, from, you know... The little you uh, you may follow. Um, do you are you a fan of the Eastern Conference and the Western Conference having each and then they meet, or would an all in one playoff? No, I like the conferences uh, because the, the East conference. is so goddamn weak. Like you could be ranked ten in the in the in the West, but you'd be ranked third in the goddamn mm-hmm. East. Yeah, but with the way it's shaking out right now, it's still going to come down to two or three teams. Period in yeah, the NBA, true. so <laughs> it doesn't matter where everybody's thrown in. Yeah, same thing with hockey. I mean, you know, it varies from year to year. Yep, years where the East is more powerful and okay, years where the West is. Yeah, but it balances out eventually. It just seems like it's been the West long for so long. West run. Yeah, it's I do want to so- point out that uh, Mister So Called Supposed MVP Fucking Westbrook, his team is what struggling around five hundred. They for, all, are. for all this bullshit, not, oh, he triple double every night. It's not a lone wolf. It's not a lone wolf game. Well, it, everyone made it sound like he was the the best thing since sliced bread, and I was like, oh, he ain't gonna put up wins. He, he can't carry it by himself. Okay, see, has to be has to be the biggest fuck up franchise ever to let Harden go and let Durant go and almost lose Westbrook. They have a choice with Durant. I mean, you can't you can't force him to stay. Yeah, yeah but they got they got nothing. They got ten years out of them too. But yeah. they didn't get like even with Harden, they, they didn't get anything really back. And Harden was terrible. Yeah, I, there's no excuse for that from a GM standpoint. You let him go for nothing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I will say this: when it comes to playoffs, I like you know the conferences just because it's historically all I think about when it comes to basketball. But there is something to be said with a weak ass fucking Eastern Conference year after year after year, and drafts don't seem to help. You know, you got teams like the Sixers, the fucking Knicks, the shitty-ass Pacers, always, you know, getting decent drafts, uh, draft picks, and or Orlando, and not doing anything in terms of... They'll have talented players, but they'll never have dominant yeah. franchises. The Cavs cruised to the NBA playoffs. Yeah. While the West is a fucking gauntlet just trying to get to the finals. I, I hear you. I, I hear you. And then at the same time, I still think that the Cavs are... Either the team to beat or neck and neck with the Dubs and Spurs and Clippers. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. the, the, there's not much margin They're of They're all healthy. Difference. They're all playing well this year. So I'd like to see a seven-game series with those four teams. Love is killing it right now. Did you yeah. see that game he dropped, what was it, 20, 30 points in the first quarter? Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, he's balling. Four, something something like insane. Like, holy <clears throat> shit. Yeah. All right. Uh, we're going to wrap this one up unless there's any final uh, topics. Uh, first of all, thank you. 
Uncle Ray for joining yeah. us. Plug, plug that book pleasure. again for uh, those pleasure. that want to pick it up. Check what it out. the fuck, NFL? Is, is it actually right. spelled out or is it WTF? It, it's WTF. Okay. Whiskey NFL. Tango Foxtrot. But, uh, yeah, a couple editions. Pittsburgh edition is the, the best one. And, and it's 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 predictive, but there's a lot of history in it. So like even if you're just a casual fan, uh, there's some really good stories which uh, you know speak about some of the NFL awesome. greats and some of the awesome. crazy shit they did. Very so, nice, very nice. Thanks for having me. Oh, always, and Professor. We appreciate having you on here. Anytime, anytime. Um, this was fun, guys. Oh yeah, it was nice having a nice little roundtable uh, discussion, where it's in, rather than just us two going back and forth. But uh, it, it was fun. Nice, uh, good banter we had going on. Hell yeah. Thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed your talk. Hit us up at BeThemBTI or at uh, Cthulhu's Prodigy, C-T-H-U-L-H-U-S-P-R-O-D-I-G-Y. Hey, it's Stitch, H-E-Y-I-T-S-S-T-I-T-C-H. And uh, uh, send us questions in. We uh, appreciate Maha Blurred for uh, giving us that uh, Nuggets question. If you want to hear us talk about anything, uh, shoot us uh, something at our our um, at our Twitter handles and we'll uh, be sure to handle it and uh, we'll talk about whatever it is you guys want to hear us yap about. And we will have a Crying Jordan uh, of the week next week. Yes, for sure. And we all know that MJ is definitely better than Kobe. Oh, there we go. Mamba out. See ya. <laughs>